We read back in Mark chapter 12 that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with your whole heart and mind and soul and strength. To love God with all that you are, all that you have, your inner spiritual, emotional life, your outer physical life, your intellect, your emotions, your private life, your relationships, everything belongs to God. There's no area of our lives that we keep for ourselves. All is to be given to the Lord in love and loyalty. In general, I would say, American Christians tend to emphasize the emotional, subjective experience with God and neglect the life of the mind. Uh, That's how I started my Christian life, Uh, tended to rely more on the subjective, emotional, experiential side of things. and, and, of course, some people go the other ways, uh, the, other, the other direction, maybe uh, more so emphasizing theology and learning and apologetics and neglect the emotional life. I've been, I've been there, too. Um, sometimes people really focus on the, the studious part, the emotional, intellectual side of things, but neglect their relationships and their, their life, their involvement in the, the, the life of the church. What I want to say is that no area should be neglected. We should seek to be balanced in our discipleship, growing in faithfulness, in emotions and intellect, our private life and our family and communal life, uh, faithfulness in, in the inner life and obedience with our external behavior. And this is, this is most honoring to God and it's best for us to live in harmony with God. As I think about Christmas... I was reading a, 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 an old, like, daily devotional. This is Charles Spurgeon's devotional. And I was thinking, like, when I get to December, there will be, like, weeks on Christmas. And there was one day. And the way that uh, things have, have shaped out here, I think mostly because of, you know, uh, the shopping and, and the commercialization of Christmas. Christmas has been stretched into this, like, not just one or two days, but, like, Several months leading up, you know, back in, in the summer, they're setting up Christmas stuff in Menards and that kind of thing. Uh, and so I think it's possible to come to, to Advent and Christmas time and think, ah, yeah, like I've been celebrating Christmas for, you know, a long time. I've, for decades, I've been going to church and hearing the story. I know this stuff. And maybe we're tempted to think I've kind of maxed out what I'm going to be able to get out of Christmas. And we maybe even get get bored with it, if you could say that. What I want to say is uh, that, that as we think about Christmas here, uh, let's be really cautious about letting ourselves become bored with something really, really wonderful. Um, it's possible to think, you know, like, oh, I, I know this stuff, but be unaware that there are whole layers and depths and connections with other things that could make make it so much richer. So, you know, if you took chemistry in high school, you'd say, like, oh, yeah, I know chemistry. But then, like, I, I was listening to a, a biochemist, a, a Christian biochemist, give, like, an apologetics talk. And I was like, oh, man, like, 80% of this is going over my head. Like, I'm just getting enough nugget, like, of a, a few nuggets here that are, like, whoa, there's a lot more here, and there's, there's really good stuff. Um, or I think, like, uh, you know, as a family, Carolyn's a really good cook, and it's like, yeah, she knows, she knows her stuff. And then you watch Bobby Flay, like, be Bobby Flay, and he's, like, got ingredients that you've never heard of, and he's, like, you know, whipping things around. It's like, oh, man. 
Christians have been preaching about, singing about, writing sermons and theological texts about Christmas for millennia. Uh, and not getting bored. Um, and so what I want to say is that, like, as we come to Christmas, if, if you're here and you're like, yeah, I've been celebrating Christmas for, you know, 30 years, 40 years as a Christian. And it's like, I already know the story and the shepherds and the wise men. And, you know, that's cute for the kids. They're learning joy to the world and Jesus and the major and that kind of stuff. But I've, I'm, I'm past that. Let's, let's not fall prey to that. Um, I want to give you a couple... Uh, just kind of a, a grid, a little bit of a structure as we start into the, maybe you've already started uh, reading and, you know, doing different things at home or, or uh, you know, listening to Christmas music and that kind of thing. I want to give you just kind of a, a grid for how to think about making the most of Christmas. I call this uh, Christmas in high definition. I don't know if that's the best title, but just trying to have like a, a nice, full, robust, thick Christmas, not kind of... Uh, Bland and one-dimensional and, and, and you know, uh, same old stuff here, uh, but to be, to be more robust and thick. So uh, I'm going to give you, a, this will come up on the screen. Go ahead to the next one. Yeah. All right. So the first way that I think we celebrate Christmas is traditionally, and this is just all the stuff that, you know, uh, that the world's doing also with the trees and the lights, music and movies, other traditions. And, and what I want to say is this is this is actually good. I went through like a scroogey part of my life where it was like uh, anti-Christmas. And I, I don't think that's right. I think there's real value in having traditional things to do with your family, with your church family. Uh, for us, there's a lot of, you know, joy and sentimentality and going to cut the tree down and setting it up, decorating. And we, you know, we've got some uh, old, you know, kind of pop Christmas songs that we listen to. And that's that's all good. I don't think we need to get into this like in order to honor Jesus, I have to like only think about Jesus and only read the Bible. And like that's that's not like. You know, I, I can honor Jesus uh, when I'm eating a piece of chicken and think, like, this is great chicken. Or, like, eating a Christmas cookie. This is a great cookie. I don't have to be like, oh, don't enjoy it too much. Think about Jesus only. Uh, we, can, we can enjoy these, you know, kind of trappings of Christmas, the traditional uh, sentimental kinds of things. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it can get out of balance. We could, we could shift the focus so much to Christmas trees and Christmas cookies and, uh, you know, silver bells and that kind of thing that we, you know, take the focus off, off Jesus. So I want to push it to the kind of the, the deeper level. The goal of celebrating Christ's birth should be in line with our goal in life in general, our purpose in life. So if you're thinking about, like, how could I maximize my December preparing for, for Christmas time with, with my family, with my spouse, with my friends, with my church family? How can I do that? What is what is my purpose in life? Our purpose in life, according to the world, is to maximize my own personal happiness and pleasure. And so if, if I focus on that in life in general, then that's probably going to be my course in December. So how can I have the most fun and pleasure through food and gifts and, you know, Christmas parties or whatever? And so we have to, I think, guard against that, of, of making this a me-centered Christmas. How can I get the most out of it, do what I like, do, you know, do I... 
did, did, did I get the things I wanted? Did I make everybody happy with the gifts I was giving? Uh, did I remember to send cards to everybody I was supposed to? Hopefully nobody had too big of a fight, that kind of thing. Did I just have some nice evenings sitting on the couch watching my favorite Christmas movies? If that's, that's a good Christmas, you know, if, if I did all that, that's a good Christmas. But that's, that's not what we were made for, right? We were not made for uh, a me-centered life, a, a me-centered Christmas. We were made to know God, to grow in our love for him. We were made to draw near to him, to be transformed by his love and grace, to grow in obedience and faithfulness, to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. So as I looked to Christmas, I should be thinking, like, how can I know Christ better through Advent? How can I honor Christ with my life more in the, in the songs that I sing, in the time I spend with my family, in the time I spend with my church family? You know, the song, the little, the little drummer boy, you know, then he smiled at me. That The little drummer boy played his best, and that made Jesus smile. The, the wise men brought the gold and, and frankincense and myrrh, and Mary treasured that in her heart. So that pleased Mary, and I assume pleased Jesus. How can I please Jesus? How can I honor him? How can I bring glory to him? So again, I just want to give you some other categories, and you're already seeing them up there. How can I honor Christ grow in, in, in my uh, faithfulness to him personally, in my own personal relationship with God. So during, during Advent, I want to I have time alone with God where I'm exploring uh, you know, the implications of, of Christ's coming. Communally, how is my involvement with my family and my church family, uh, how does that reflect the, the joy of, of Christ's coming? We think about... Uh, Loving God with our whole heart, and, and I don't. I, we kind of do this too much. We make a dichotomy of your heart and your emotions, or say that your heart is just your emotions. But it, it's a helpful way to think about how how do I love God with my my heart and and my emotions. And so I think it's really important to have time, uh, whether it's the sermons that we listen to or the songs that we listen to, or just in our own time with the Lord, to really engage. The heart, engage the emotions. Do I love the Lord devotionally? Am I grateful for his plan? Am I I grateful for his kindness and his love and his kingdom coming in the person of Christ? Am I worshipful? Uh, Is there joyful celebration? Am I expressing that? Regarding the mind or the intellect, there's so many, again, there's just Tons that has been written and explored about about the incarnation. This past Wednesday, I taught the teens uh, with a kind of apologetics teaching uh, about Christmas, uh, giving a defense for that the Christmas story is true. It really happened. It's not a fairy tale. And so when we study uh, Christmas in this way, and I'll just give a little plug, there's a book on the back shelf, the top all the way to the left, there's a book called The First Christmas, and it gets into the, the history of Caesar Augustus and Quirinius, the governor of Syria, and the census, and there's good apologetic evidence for all these kinds of things. Can we believe in miracles? Does this line up with history? We can study Christmas apologetically, really engage our minds, be confident, confident that's, that it's true. We can look into these Old Testament prophecies about a Messiah and find there's rich resources, rich uh, scholarship about these things and a lot of joy to see that this is God's plan that he's had from the beginning and, and how it's unfolding in the birth of Christ, his arrival. 
We can study the Christmas account liter- in, in, as literature in a literary way, understanding the historical context, the literary context, understanding Mary and her situation and Joseph and his situation and the shepherds and what were they like? What were they thinking? What might have been going through their minds as they encountered Jesus? We can study Christmas theologically. Uh, you might think it's a little odd to be talking, Sean's preaching about the resurrection on, at Christmas time. It's like it all connects, though. It all connects. We can see how the incarnation, the coming of Jesus, connects with all kinds of other things that we know about God and how it, uh, it you know, beautifully expresses this, this plan of God unfolding. And so uh, when we study the incarnation, we can study uh, not only the virgin birth, but the dual natures of, of Jesus, that he's truly God and truly man. We can consider Christmas in light of the doctrine of the Trinity, in light of the doctrine of the atonement and salvation and the resurrection. All these things are connected. And there's, again, just rich pathways, avenues of exploring really the wonders of Christmas. And then lastly, practically, uh, we can uh, think practically at Christmas time. Learning lessons from the text. When I read about Mary and her humble submission. I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be to me as you have said. And I see Joseph taking on the responsibility of caring for, for Mary uh, despite the, the cultural situation, you know, having a pregnant wife before they're married. His courage in that. The awe and the wonder of the shepherds, even the angels I can learn from. The angels serving the Lord, Mary serving. How can I better serve at Christmas time? So there's all different areas of exploring Christmas with the heart, with the mind, with my body. How can I better serve my family? How can I better rally the troops uh, and stir them to worship? How can we be more faithful as a family? So what would make Jesus smile if the, the little drummer boy playing his best uh, what, what, what is it that I could do to really bring glory to God at Christmas? To love him with my whole heart. To fall on my knees and love and adore him with all my affections. For me to love him with my whole mind. To grow in my knowledge of his word and to be shaped by it. For me to love him with all my strength. That I would lay down not a gift of gold or myrrh, that, but that my heart would beat for him. That I would be transformed by God's word and his spirit and live out my identity as his child, leading my family well. That I would reach out to family, friends, and neighbors with the gospel. You might think this sounds like a lot of work. I thought Christmas was about, you know, resting and, you know, uh, eating fatty foods and, and just, you know, enjoying a night on the couch with, uh, with a Christmas movie. I'm not down on any of those things, but I just want to remind you, we are, we are at war. Right. We're in a a struggle against dark powers of of evil in the heavenly realms. And so there's never a time where we can just say, like, oh, Christmas is all about me and sitting on the couch and being comfortable and and seeking pleasure. We're at war. We're at war. And so what how do I maximally glorify God with my life and how do I position myself so that he's working in my life, strengthening me, growing me? And my family. Let's not settle for a me-centered Christmas. It's not glorifying to God. And it's not good for us. not good for our families. I'm going to read uh, 
some of the lyrics to Take My Life and Let It Be and just put a little Christmas emphasis on it. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, for Thee, including Advent, including Christmas morning. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Don't let it be about me. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love. Help me to be a selfless servant leader, to lay down my life sacrificially as I love and lead my family in awe and wonder and worship. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Help me be a light for you to my lost family members and friends and co-workers who don't know you. They're thinking about Jesus. They're singing about Jesus at Christmas time anyway. Help me to make the most of those opportunities. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Help my singing to be loud and unashamed when singing, not just the catchy pop songs, but songs that delight in the incarnate Christ. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Help me to teach my kids and lead my wife and encourage my church family and share the gospel, not just occasionally here or there, but as a pattern in my life. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Help me to be a generous giver of my time and treasure this Christmas. Here am I, all of me. Take my life, it's all for thee. And so let's be reminded that Christmas is about Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about my pleasure. not about my fun. Help us again to have that attitude of Mary who said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. So hopefully that is just an encouragement to you about making the most of Christmas and and exploring these different different avenues of ways to grow and honor Christ at Christmas.